Yo, 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 what it do, baby? Hey, man. We finally, first of all, we're back, but we finally got a fucking decent primetime game. Look at that. Who would have thunk we needed Andy Dalton in primetime to get some fucking action? What you think about that, Gator, man? Man, I, it feel, I was watching this game, and I was like, bro, these guys literally decided to make up for all the trash games that we've gotten in primetime for, like, the last three weeks. Man, I, I think the recipe is just put two trash defenses out there, and we got good football. That, I mean, that's, hey, what, that's all it is. It was literally <laughs> shocking to everybody. But at the same time, man, I, I know we, we got the game up, man. But the most shocking news came during the game, and it wasn't about the game. See yeah, my phone man. light up. I see Adam Schefter. Every time you see Adam Schefter on your phone, you get a little antsy. Christian McCaffrey? I'm like, damn, is he hurt? Traded. Aw, shit. I was like, where is he going? San yeah, Francisco, man. man. The running back guru got the running back, like, that's that's the one like he's Hemothy and he's on a great team. So what do you think about just that? Like, how does that affect the whole team and specifically McCaffrey? I mean, obviously, RB won the rest of the season. Like, you know, like you got to start him every week like you have been. But what to expect? Yeah. So with McCaffrey, um, first of all, I want to give myself credit because I've, out of all the teams that were involved in the trade talks, I specifically said the 49ers is where he's going to end up. He went to Stanford. He's from out there. They desperately need a, a running back. Like year after year after year after year. Going back to <laughs> Frank Gore. Yeah, man. Well, Frank Gore was literally the last reliable running back that they had. Year after year, a running back goes down to, you know, they go get put on IR or even season-ending injury, and they need a reliable running back. That's literally the missing piece. And Kyle Shanahan, the mastermind himself, always figures out how to make trash running backs relevant. So give him a stud like McCaffrey. I think it's crazy. It's crazy to say this because he's literally the, well, he might be the RB1 or the RB2 rest of the season right now. Yeah, it's definitely. And I think, I think that even gets better. I think his ceiling is even higher. Um, he's going to have more opportunities. He's going to have better blocking schemes. Better O-line. Like it's exciting. It's, yeah, it's just exciting. I'm just coach? excited all around. I'm nice. just excited all around for this man. He He's long overdue to have a, a competent team around him um he's way too much of a way too big of a talent to you know be wasted they gave him the money for it and you know you're gonna be paying a, a running back to on, on a losing team that's never gonna feel good so i'm very happy that he went to the 49ers uh the only other team i would have wanted him to go to was the rams because you would have been todd Gurley 2.0 but better i feel because he is better than Todd Gurley. The guy is a stud. So my, so my question to you is, I mean, we everybody knows how good Christian McCaffrey is. And um, his snap share is literally elite. But do you think there's any chance, like, they try to, like, lower his snap share just a little bit just to make him last longer? Because um, I think, like, this this 90% snap share is a little too high. I think it's going to go down to 75% or something like that. That's not to say his production is going to go down because, like we said, he's in a better offense. 
more red like more um red zone like goal line touches and stuff like that just a quarterback who likes passing to like you know just an efficient quarterback who mm-hmm. likes dumping down a veteran so i don't know man i no. think stock McCaffrey up. is yeah stock up McCaffrey is a true bell cow he's a true three down back i think it's going to stay around the 90s i think once they see that they have a reliable player who can stay on the field he doesn't need to come off the field He's going to be on there still. He still should. I don't, obviously not this week because he's going to be on a, a day and a half, you know, of all, you know, to get acclimated with his team. Not even just, yeah, just a day and a half to get acclimated. So I imagine tomorrow he's going to be traveling, you know, and getting situated and all that. But he's just, I mean, year one and two, he was seeing 199% of snaps. He was never coming off the field. He's down in like, you know, the, the nine, like lower 90s, mid 90s now. So he's coming off the field a little less, but he doesn't need it. Like he is a true workhorse back. And so then, I, I think he's going to stay on the field regardless. I'm, I'm, pulling, up the, the, I'm, I'm pulling up the two running backs. He's going to leave over there um, to, you know, carry the load over there. Who do you trust? And do you do you fully trust any of them, to be honest? Um. I don't fully trust any of them. Uh, Deontay Foreman, we've seen. He's had plenty of years already. We've seen what he does. I'm not really, like, jumping to the waiver wire to pick him up. Um, as you can see, I've already picked him up in, in both of our sleeper leagues. Uh, that is the man Chuba, Mr. Chuba Hubbard. Um, he has some explosiveness. He's shown that he can yes, hit gaps and, and hit hit the dash um he he doesn't scream you know like crazy talent but it's a starting running back on waivers he's he's gonna get the nod for the starting position and you anytime there's a starting running back on waivers you have to take it you have to try to grab him as much as you can right now i got him for free because everybody was watching the game or whatever the case was but um as soon as i saw that i was like let me pick up i had in one of my leagues i literally had a roster spot i didn't even have a full roster so i just picked them up and in the other one i just you know i dropped an extra defense that i had i hope i hope solid and swift are listening to this and this is what i mean by we need to have free agency every day bro i mean not free agency waivers run every day no because I mean, yay! Props to you. I mean, this. I mean, to be honest, I don't. I don't. I don't see myself starting Foreman or Hubbard at any time this year, unless Hubbard does what he did last year, which was pretty decent, as we can see in a couple games, without McCaffrey, where he was getting at least fifty percent of the snap share. He was averaging, you know, uh, the lowest point total was nine, and the highest was eighteen. So you know, somewhere around that range, which is you know, decent floor. Um, the ceiling, like you said, the ceiling's not really there. I, I don't think it's his fault. I think it's the offense, but uh, I'm on the same page with you. I, I want no pieces of Dante Foreman. He's had plenty of opportunities. He's never, you know, never been that guy. He's never been able to carve out a role anywhere. Yeah. So that's why he's bounced around the league so much. That's why I'm not running to him. I'm running to the young rookie, not a rookie, but he's second on his year. second year. Good enough. Second year. And, um, they're going to give him the shot, bro. He's going to give him the nod. He he has shown potential, you know, um, and we just we're going to see it to me. If you have a, a roster spot, if you have somebody that, you know, if you have a, somebody you've been stashing that hasn't really shown up, this is a running back, a starting running back. 
not fantasy starting running back, but a starting running back on an NFL team. And he and he he's has, gonna see opportunity. And he's he's, he's a gonna pass see opportunity anyways. So yeah, you know, like uh, Foreman's not taking that away from him. But talking about potential coming to fruition, we got the boy Eno, man. Team Eno is back and better than ever, bruh. After watching this game, I think to myself, why has this man not been playing more, even with James Conner there? Because he he's clearly a better pass catcher. He clearly has more explosive, like more juice. He's not the in-between-the-tackles runner. But, I mean, honestly, man, he just, I thought Eno Benjamin looked phenomenal today. Yeah, I mean, you say he's not the in-between-the-tackles runner, but he had a quite a few runs that yeah. was between the tackles that that running the touchdown run man that was between the tackles he broke tackles carried people bro and i was so excited uh man I, I was streaming the the game on my discord with my with a couple buddies i was so excited when that man scored because that was a that was a angry run and the way he leaned back and stretched out as soon as i saw it i saw that he was flat Stretching back, man, that was a really nice touchdown. He got the Yakum so, in there and got it, got it in for the tud. I was happy it got overturned because your boy started him this week. Yeah, man. Oh, I love man. I mean, I've been saying this. I, I'm, I'm saying he's not the in between the tackles runner because that's kind of like when he was coming out of college. That was one of his downfalls, or or how Kingsbury has been using him. He hasn't really been trusting him with that workload. I even want to get into like Keontae Ingram. I feel like he was being run in between the tackles a lot this game. He wasn't super efficient, but I mean, if you're running through the teeth of, hey man, all I'm saying is keep Eno, keep Eno on this team and like keep using him. Even with Connor back, I still think this man should, this should be like a James Robinson, Travis Etienne type type of split. That's what I'm saying. Like it should be 50-50. Yeah, and if you go to back to it from last year, they were pretty much splitting work when Chase Edmonds was there. So absolutely, um, I could definitely see that happening. Um, I myself have some concerns about uh, James Conner, uh, the longevity, at least for this particular season. I know uh, we were talking about it before before uh, we started recording that um, he did get a contract extension, but I for this year I just have some concerns. Um, he hasn't been good and whenever he, i mean it just reminds me of the, his last year in pittsburgh he got nicked up a little bit and then he spent the whole year hurt um you know he had a few a couple games here and there that were decent but i have some concerns about connor the thing about connor is he was inefficient last year averaging only 3.7 yards a carry and he's literally at that same mark this year while eno just busted out this game with like I think it was over seven yards a carry. Yeah, so, 12 for 91, I think it was. Yeah, 12 for 92, 7.7 yards a carry. But I think the biggest story is, I'm going to let you introduce him, man. Go ahead, man. Do, do your thing. That's my favorite Yeah, player, man. my do man. My man dropping nukes out here, bro. How are we feeling, bro? Hey, nuke fantasy, if you put up with that, those six weeks and you have Damn. a winning record like myself... Oh. And you have Nuke coming into your roster, man. Oof. It's like it, it's like if you're Thanos and you have the last stone and you put it in your gauntlet. Man, yo. I feel so good seeing him ball. Ball. He don't he didn't need those PEDs. I'm sure he was taking it to get back for some kind of injury or something. He's a stud. Hands, 
he did start a little bit slow, but you saw you saw the route running, you saw the catches. Well, and you that, saw what man. we've been saying. What we've been saying, when he gets back, this offense is gonna be able to move the chains and stay on the field. That's that what I was gonna get at. Raises everybody's ceiling. Yep. Everybody's not ceiling the floor. Everybody's floor and they're higher because they got more tutty and they're seeing yeah, yeah that too that too because they're gonna be staying on the field it just raises everybody's projections the whole team kyler even though kyler didn't do too well that's because most of their touchdowns came on well one the dst and two their running backs the running backs took i think three touchdowns this game they had two touches so, and two yeah, defensive tutties. <laughs> exactly so uh yeah that exactly so yeah you're, it's yeah. Absolutely right. The the thing I see is 14 targets, and it's his first game back. Kyler Murray threw the ball 29 times. 14 of them went to this man. That's almost 50% target share. And I obviously, I do think with Hollywood, maybe this isn't that high. Maybe it's not 14, but I still think you're seeing 50, 11. 50% target share. Yeah. So 14. <laughs> that's, that's literally... Oh, my bad. Four, I said 14% target share? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, man! Fifty percent, man. One uh, yeah, five crazy. zero almost. Uh, just got hyper targeted. You saw D Hop be D Hop. His longest catch was eighteen yards, which means he wasn't really catching bombs. But like you said, moving chains, bro. He's moving chains all the time. He's still getting the back shoulder fades in there. He's never been a burner. He's never been somebody to like blow by people deep. He's you know four or five guy, whatever. He's somebody who gets open at the catch point better than just about any receiver personally I've seen in a long time. So man, this is my yeah, favorite man. player for a reason, man. I'm happy to see him back. I'm upset. I don't have him on my team, man, but at least somebody's using him and somebody has been hyping him up as much as I've hyped him up my whole fucking life, basically. So yeah. I, he's in right. He's in the right hands right now. I do think that they did uh, target him a little bit more than they needed to just because it was his first game back and they were trying to get him back in, in the motions. Um, even with all that going on, I still saw Sackerts be involved. Um, same casual thing, moving the sticks. They had him a couple plays where, you know, they had him at the, literally just get to the sticks, throw in the ball, the two point yeah. conversion. So, um, he's, I mean, if Taysom Hill doesn't have a 34 point or nearly 35 point week, he's still the tight end three. So I, I'm not concerned about Zach Ertz's involvement when it comes to that. I think he's still going to eat, but the whole team in general is just, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see, um, you know, I'm excited to see them build on this. I, I agree. And jumping over to the Saints side, man, Chris Olave doing it again. Talking about 14 targets for Nuke, 14 targets for Olave. Just looks like, like the clear guy there. I know we don't have Michael Thomas. I know they don't have um, Jarvis Landry, but honestly, man, I don't care. Uh, I think when they come back, he's still going to be the one, and he his touchdown upside is going to be higher. Uh, Kamara's getting his feet going. I, I I think Saints are looking up, regardless of the score and how like they their defense didn't play as bad as the score indicates. You know, twenty eight points they gave up on a bunch of short fields. You know, it, it is what it is. Just in general, Kamara's looking good. The offense is looking good. Olave's looking good, and this is without MT back. So I think. You you feel very confident with those pieces over there. I mean, you look at it; they fourteen of Car of the Cardinals' points were from a defensive deuce. touchdowns, two two pick sixes. So, um, they were short a lot more. 
and they were missing some people, but they still look good um, for the most part. It's just D Hop is is that guy, you know. So without without uh, Lattimore, it's hard to stop him. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, nothing, mean. It, it, not much to take away. Alvin Kamara, I, I know some people might be concerned, um, just because of the touchdown issues. It's it's gonna happen, man. Just <laughs> guys, Winston is gonna come back. He's gonna get more play. Like guys, relax on the Camara touchdowns. He's literally getting a bunch of work all the time. I know Taysom Hill is kind of a, a bit of an issue, but if your running back is getting nine targets and catching seven of them, you don't care. Like he still he has a floor. His ceiling has not been touched yet because he hasn't scored all season. This is the man who typically used to score around ten touchdowns a year. He hasn't scored all season. Yeah. His time is coming. And I think with that, man, talking about players whose time is coming, I, we got the saucy takes, man. Saucy takes <laughs> section of the week, man. We got to transition yeah, into it. I, I actually think we should start with the man whose time is literally here. Our quarterback started the week, man. Taylor Heineke. As I call him, I call him Mr. Hendog because he's off that juice every yeah. time he's out there, man. He, he just plays reckless. And it's typically good for your fantasy teams. They got him listed over here. Quarterback 23. And we have him as our start of the week, man. Top 12. Finish. Book it. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Haneke, he's great, man. Uh, not great, but like he's great in terms of what they have. Uh, he is not afraid to, to throw the ball and let his playmakers make a play. Um, he's a player, bro. He's a baller. You see him make these plays that some other people would just kind of like slide or throw the ball out of bounds. He's a baller, bro. He, he's a guy with a chip on his shoulder. He was literally taken off the street. I think he was working at a supermarket or something. Yep. Uh, when when they took him, bro, it was like, like a Home Depot or some shit. Yeah, something, you know. And and he literally has a chip on his shoulder. He's still on the roster, obviously. And um, I think. It, it, it'll be refreshing for the team to have uh, somebody else step in. Uh, we've seen the trend when it comes to backup quarterbacks in the league. So um, I, I, I'm pretty confident in, in this uh, in the start of the week. Here. And, and he has rushing upside. I want to state here, last year he actually played against the Packers. He, had two, he passed for almost 270 yards, only had one touchdown, but he had 10 carries for 95 yards. And that's something that he's going to provide or has the upside to provide, and I think he very well could. The Packers haven't exactly looked great this year, so I expect this to be, you know, a nice, uh, a nice game for this Washington receiving group and the offense just to get going. So I think, I think we're pretty safe with him being our, you know, take a, a starter, start of the week, hundred percent. Yeah. And let the talk, talk to the people, man, about your running back start of the week, man. Yeah, man. Um. I'm going to double dip once again, but this time on the boom. Last time I double dip on the Najee bus train, but this time I'm going back to the Zeke boom. They have them currently at number 17. Uh, they are playing the Detroit Lions. And I don't know if you guys recall what Rashad Penny did to this team. Um, but I have a feeling Zeke is going to fall into the end zone twice for real this time. And I see a top five finish for this, man. I'm calling a top five finish for my boy Zeke. Um, I do think the Cowboys in general are going to have 
a, a great outing with Dak being back. Zeke is going to have more opportunity. The whole team, just in general, is going to have more opportunities in the in the red zone. Um, they should be a lot more efficient. So yeah, mark them down, pin them down. Top five Perfect. finish for Zeke. I love it, man. My take is, you know, we got Najee. He was he was a bust for you last week. I think it's Najee season now, man. I think he's fully healthy. They got him listed at running back nineteen. I got him top eight this week. I know he's playing the Dolphins. They were kind of, the Dolphins were low key playing very good against uh, Dalvin Cook until Dalvin Cook scored that fifty yard tutty. But mm, I think yeah. I think Najee's going to get it going. I think Pittsburgh finally. I feel like they're, you know, it's trending up for them after beating Tampa. They're feeling confident. They're they're going out there and balling. And another thing that I like is, uh, Tua is going to be back. So I expect this game to be a little bit more high scoring. I expect Najee to get a little more involved. And I just I don't know, man. I have a good feeling about Najee. I think he's due. Um, I think he's recovered or almost a hundred percent from his injury. So I I do like his outlook this week specifically against the Dolphins. And it's a primetime game. I feel like Najee always shows up in primetime games. Yeah, Najee has a good history of, of playing when the bright, when the lights are brightest. Um, seeing that he was off the injury reports is really reassuring for me. I believe in his talent. He's a big running back. A true, another one of these true bell cow running backs that can handle the workload. He just needs to be healthy so that you know he can actually handle it. And seeing him off the reports is reassuring. I I do think it's time for Najee to to start picking up where he left off last year. Yes, sir. Take us to the boom. I mean, to the bust. Oh, man. We're going with the bust. Yo, uh, I know some people are not going to like this one, but uh, Brees Hall, man. I think that's going to be a bust. I think uh, that whole team is going to come back down. They're going to be humbled a little bit. Um, We... Brees Hall owners have kind of been spoiled the last couple of weeks with these major games that he's had. Um, they have him at running back 11. Um, I do think he's going to finish outside the top 24 this week. Um, I just, they're playing the Broncos. And the Broncos defense is stellar. They, they are playing lights out. If it wasn't for the defense, the Broncos will be getting blown out every game and they are holding opponents. I think the average is 17 points. So I am not expecting the Jets to score and be able to move the ball as easily as they have unless their defense yet again steps up and puts them in positions to score, which I don't think is going to be the case. I don't I don't hate it. I do think Brees is still going to be decent this week. I think he's still a start. Personally, I mean, you have him going what outside the top, outside top twenty four. Okay, twenty four. Yeah, I mean, so you still he could be a borderline flex play, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just this volume is looking mighty saucy, and I think Denver, in general, I don't know. I have a I have a good feeling about Brees. I I don't think he's gonna be that. Uh, you know, I think eleven is a bit yeah. high, but. Like you said, they they have been spoiled. He's been literally elite running back six so far on the year. He was on a lot of mm-hmm. people's fade list to start the year, and he's just proved everybody wrong. Um, yeah, and, and top 24 right now is about 10.5 points in PPR scoring, so I, I think that's around where he gets. Um, 
I just think they're going to struggle to get yards, man. Uh, this Broncos defense is stingy, and he's a rookie. He's gonna. This is this might be the best defense he's faced all year. Yes, sir. And speaking of, I mean, I don't even want to talk about. Yeah, speaking of defenses who are elite, I think New England is up there. They've been talking about stingy. They have not been giving up anything. So the fact that they have David Montgomery, who is ranked 20th this week, I think he's a sit this week. I don't even think he's just a, like, uh, I don't even think he's just a bust this week. I think he's a bench this week. I, I, don't, I don't think he's worthy of even a flex spot. I have him going outside the top 35, which is typically around nine points. I think if he hits nine points, 10 points, I think you're feeling great because I just, I don't know, man. There's every time, last week they did it with Khalil Herbert. He got on the field. He had like a 64-yard carry in his first touch. <laughs> like, just give him the ball more, and I think they're going to notice yeah. it. Justin Fields isn't throwing this man the ball. They're playing New England at New England. Mac Jones is supposed to be coming back. I think the Patriots are even going to look even better. And I don't know. I just, I'm I'm off okay. uh, Montgomery, for those who know the... Uh, <laughs> The misspell that game. Yeah, man. How do you misspell your own player's name on their jersey, bro? Because I don't get that. Herbert is better, man. Herbert's season is fully there. <laughs> Even the staff knows it, man. It's not just because, man. So, quick question: Since you are saying not even just a fade, it's a full-on sit. So, are you starting Clyde over Montgomery oh, versus you, San Francisco? I almost, uh, Clyde was almost. I, I told you I wanted a double yeah. Clyde bench. So, no, I am not starting. I I think if you if you're between those two, I think you're kind of fucked. I'll be honest. Okay, so what about Travis Etienne, who they have at twenty one? One hundred percent starting him over David Montgomery. AJ Dillon versus Washington, twenty seven. Starting Dillon over Montgomery. I'm. Starting I'm asking because these are some players. These are legit options that some people might have behind Montgomery. Kareem Hunt is another one that some people might have. He was a late round, uh, a late round yeah. draft pick. You know, Brian Robinson over Montgomery. I think Pollard and Montgomery are kind of the same line. I think um, Raheem Mostert is his start over Montgomery. Uh, there's a, there's just a lot of people I'm taking over him this week. Okay, I'm not okay, taking Latavius okay. or Gordon because I don't know what that split is going to be. So I I do think he has uh like guaranteed carries, and I don't know how I feel about Drake as a Ravens fan. Dobbins hasn't practiced, but Gus is practicing. He's supposed to play. Justice Hill is practicing, and mm -hmm. last time Hill was healthy and Drake was on the team, Hill was getting all the carries. I don't really know how that's going to work, but some of these guys I'm taking over him. So, yeah, that's just, I don't know. Maybe that's too saucy, but shit. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm fading him. You got him. To a you got him what? Outside the top 35? You 35, yes, sir. Yeesh. Yeah. Like nine uh, I might, I think maybe, uh, man, I, I think they just need that team revolves too much around the run game, but. I can definitely see that it's mainly that New England defense, man. They have been even stingier. They they have been the most stingy defense They're in the really last couple of weeks. The only defense to stop Nick Chubb this year. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that New England defense is no joke, and I can definitely get on to outside the top 35. It's rough, but I can definitely see that happening. I see. I can definitely see this team struggling to score anything. I thought it's um, funny too because you were you, off camera. You said, "Oh, how come you don't have Nick Chubb as your fade of the week?" Because he's playing Baltimore. Yeah. I was like, "Brother, listen here, man. Nick Chubb fucks <laughs> us up, bro. This man has a vendetta against the entire city of Baltimore, the entire state of of Maryland. Just 
he just hates them. So no. There you go, guys. If, and if you, you have, have Chubb, if you were concerned, if you were concerned about Nick Chubb because of what happened, fuck no. Yeah, fuck go ahead. That, man. Start that man. He does have. I I did have Nick Chubb the season that he torched you guys for three touchdowns, bro. Like a hundred, oh, a couple, yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, okay. I had that. I I had him that, and I was. I think I was like zero and three when that happened. So mm. I really needed that man. He really won me a week. So what, start Nick Chubb. What's funny reassurance was, there. Later on in that year, you know, the Ravens run defense had been the best run defense in the league. But, you know, after that Nick Chubb game up until we played him again and everybody, you know, I'm like, all right, man, we got a chance to stop. Redemption. Big. That motherfucker <laughs> ran for 150 and two tutties, bro. I was like, God <laughs> damn, somebody stop him. Bro. Yeah, man. Patrick it's kind of like looks- Zeke versus the, the Eagles, bro. Yeah, bro. It's one of these. He, These in-division plays, man. He was just babying Patrick Queen, stiff-arming the shit out of our corners. It was a, it was a rough. I, I hate playing Nick Chubb. I, sadly, they don't have Baker anymore because we used to kill Baker Mayfield. But um, speaking of receivers, man, let's 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 go into some some receiver booms, man. Go go ahead with your, with your man right here. Oof, you want to talk about my boom? Uh, look, I was going through the list, and some of them I I liked a lot of receivers this week. Um, that were outside the top twenty-four and just people. So they were I felt like they were too low. I could see just because of the situation matchups. Um, I'm going with Drake London, bro. Drake London, they have him at 25. Yep. I think he will have a top 25, uh, a top 15 finish this week. I do see the Falcons getting down, being down early to Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's kind of hitting their stride. Um, they're kind of getting back into form. You saw what happened last week uh, with with Mr. Burr and uh, and Jamar Chase over there. Um, and I think they're gonna. <laughs> They're gonna go ahead and keep the keep it moving, man. And they're gonna have to throw. They're gonna have to throw. And I see London get, having a nice floor with some touchdown upside here. I think I think he's due. He started off the year pretty hot. He's had a couple like three t- three catches, fifty yard games in there. Um, I think he's due. I think he probably gets into the end zone this week. So, um, and like you said, they probably got to throw the ball to actually keep up. I hope Atlanta pulls off another upset and beats Cincinnati. Just because I'm selfish, but <laughs> my my uh my boom it, it's it's a stack, man. We talked about Heineke. We got to talk about his number one man, bro. He doesn't play, man. He he, you know you know who he reminds me of. He reminds me of Ryan Fitzpatrick back when he was on the Dolphins. That motherfucker came in. He was slinging that shit to Devontae Parker. He did not give a fuck if he was double covered, if he was triple covered. He was throwing to him and he was throwing to Gasicki. All the time. I think Heineke has that same obsession with Terry McLaurin. I don't know. Maybe McLaurin likes this man. Like, he invites him over to the house. I don't know what they got going on, but they definitely homies. And they got Terry at 27, which is utterly disrespectful. Yeah. For a man of his caliber. He has not popped off this year, but he has not had his running mate with him, Taylor Heineke. Last year, like I said, Washington played Green Bay. And in the game that they played him, Terry had 11 targets, 7 catches for 122 and a tutty. That's damn near 26 fantasy points. Just went absolutely crazy. And I expect nothing less than 20 points. So he's ranked 27. I got him top 15. I might even go as high as top 12. It would not shock me. Yeah, man. You see, you, you might not know what it is, but I'll tell you what it is. Haneke knows a stud when he sees one. And he knows Terry McLaurin is a stud. He creates space, gets contested catches. I am not mad. I'm actually in love with this pick. Uh, I've loved Terry McLaurin ever since he came out of Ohio State. 
And I, I do love that opportunity he's going to get. I hope Haneke does funnel him the ball the way that he's, we're used to seeing. And I, I am an, I agree with you. I, we should see Terry uh, maybe not, you know, go crazy, but he should definitely finish as a wide, you know, borderline wide receiver one this year, uh, this week. Yeah, man. I, I'm happy for Terry uh, finally getting his opportunity now with this with this quarterback. And, and low-key, I think this is probably like the the most consistent running back they've had in a while because Brian Robinson just gets some yards like he's not like he's not trying to break out touchdown runs going outside he just you know gets 4 or 5 yards so I think that's going to help with this offense and Heineke just he's going to figure out a way to keep the offense flowing and I think they're going to put up points against Green Bay I re- I really really do Green Bay has been not very impressive to me this year so take it, take it away with your with your bus right here uh yeah my bus uh my bust of the week, I felt like this was way too high of a ranking. Uh, Mr. Hot Locket. Um, they have him at wide receiver 14. First of all, Mr. Lockett has not been a PPR. Uh, he's not one of these guys that gets a bunch of targets. He's more of a home run threat. Uh, so I don't see... He needs big bombs and, and touchdowns to get up here in the top 14. And I don't see that happening. Um, I don't know why they have him here at the top 14, especially after what happened last week. Uh, the, the teams just looked horrible. I do. I think it's a, one of these hot locket weeks where he just doesn't perform as well. He doesn't get the volume. He doesn't get the, the yards. So I see him outside the top 30 out here. I mean, I don't disagree with you. Top 14 is crazy. And actually, just looking at the at the stats, top 14, just an average points a game is around 16. So that is a lot of points, I feel like, for a man, unless he scores a touchdown. But touchdowns are very vulnerable. I mean, uh, volatile. Not vulnerable, obviously. Um, very volatile. So they're, you know, it's not something you can predict. And I, I like, I, I agree. I think, I was a week, like I said, I was a week early on the Geno Smith bust, and I think he's finally coming back down to earth after last week. I think this week is going to be some more of that. I think you're going to see the Chargers defensive line get after him and just kind of disrupt this. This And and he might be getting guarded by Tariq Woolen, who, shout out Tariq Woolen, the, sorry, not Tariq Woolen. He's going to be guard, getting guarded by um Asante Samuel Jr., and that's my dog right there, bro, so. Tariq Willen is on his team on the Seahawks, and he's been clamping shit up too. So Mike Davis, I mean, uh, Mike Williams might be in for another tough week. But yeah, man, yeah. Tyler Lockett as a fade. Love to see it. Yeah, he's a huge fade for me. If you have, um, I don't know, he'd be a, a hard uh, start for me this week if you have other options. My fade is none other but the TikTok dancer himself, Juju Smith-Schuster. Every time I see Juju creep up into the mid-20s, low-20s, uh, like, you know, 22, 21. Um, I hate it, dude. I don't think he's consistent enough. I think this man is the definition of just overrated in terms of, like, people. I think everybody remembers his rookie year, and he hasn't really done much since then as a player. So I'm not really on board with Juju at 24. I think he's going to be more outside, like, top 40, top 35-ish. Um... I don't know. He last week he scored his first touchdown, his first 100 um, yard receiving game, 
and he does his targets are pretty consistent but San Fran has very good defense and I think this is going to be a game where I don't know I don't know how this game is going I think it's going to be a lower scoring game for Kansas City than expected um I just think they're they're going to that San Fran team is is going to bounce back after getting dogged by Atlanta teams typically don't like to lose twice in a row so that's my that's my take on this I think expect Nine points from him, I think four for fifty, five for forty. Single digits, yeah, single, single digits, digits ten max. I actually was looking top forty. Um, typically is around like ten points, ten and a half points. So I mean, yeah, somewhere like that, maybe ten and a half max, maybe, maybe eleven, mm. but I doubt it, man. I I'm just yeah. off of Juju this week. So they they got him at twenty four uh, at about twelve points this week. I I think he hits that threshold, man. Uh, like you said, and and the main reason why because it's full PPR and he has consistent targets. That's the yeah. reason why I think he's a weekly flex consideration. Um, and that's what you drafted him for. You didn't really pay a high draft price for him, but um, I can definitely see what you're saying because the San Francisco defense is. Also, one of these really good defenses. Um, they're, they're just relentless. Uh, last week, guys, if you are, you know, thinking that the San Francisco defense from last week is what you're going to see every week, please don't. They literally had their entire defensive line out. And that's not going to happen again. Even if Bosa doesn't play, they're still a really good D line. You know, so as long as they're not down four starters, I think they'll be all, they'll be all right. Uh, yeah, I hope they're. I think they'll be fine as well, man. I think it's fitting we go into our weekly pickums, man. We've been doing this every single week, no hesitation. Since I think this is the fourth week that we do it, so um, our records currently just for those following along. I am currently. I want to say I was thirteen. Twelve. You're twelve. Oh, four, 14 and, and yeah. So I'm four, uh, 12 and three. Sorry. Yeah. And you're 13 12 and two. three and I'm 13 and two. Correct. So, um, you know, it's pretty close. Last week was your worst week. You went three and two last week. <laughs> I, I made up a little bit of ground, which is crazy because you were still positive, but let's hop yeah. right into it, man. We got the first man. I, you know, I'm just going to go in order. I don't bring myself up first because I'm selfish, man. That's the way that's the way sleeper has it, man, because. You know, the team's been playing good. Um, I'll be honest. I think I am winning this week. I don't think he has a sh- a chance, maybe a, a fighter's chance, but Jeff Wilson being in his starting lineup, um, him having Clyde, who's one of my fades, or almost was one of my fades this week. Um, just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of his team. Uh, Eno getting me 23 and Olave getting me 17, getting me damn near 41 points from those two was a great start to my thursday so i'm feeling i'm feeling good and i think this is lamar's bounce back game he's had a rough couple weeks um bateman has been out but the bat single uh the 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 bat signal is back up in the air over mtnt stadium they're calling for rashad and he's he's gonna pull through man because lamar needs him we signed to sean jackson i don't know if you saw that man yeah (laughs) right out of retirement we said sir Bring your crutches on ass over here, man, because our receivers yeah, suck. <laughs> I saw that, man. Bringing in 35-year-old Deshaun Jackson was wild. Um, but that man is 
an elite deep down the field threat. Yeah. So I still think he has the speed. That's if any. If there's a reason why he's coming back, and it's because he still feels he can play. Um, and because the Ravens' receivers are bad, but yeah, that too, that too. There, there's there's holes to feed, to to fill over there. Yeah, but yeah, man, I I am pick. I'm sticking with you here. Uh, I just think uh, Tony is suffering from bye weeks this week. Yep, <laughs> and um, you know he doesn't even have a second quarterback to start, so. Um, I, I'm picking. Uh, I, I am sticking with Saucy on this one, and uh, yeah, we'll take it on to the next one. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty simple. Uh, my only question for you is: I have DJ Moore starting in my flex spot. I don't feel super confident. Is there anybody you think I should start over him? I would probably start Thielen, but he's on a buy. Dobbins is not going to be playing this week, so so I, I'm probably yeah. between Etienne and. Really, Etienne and and um, DJ Moore. Dylan, well, I, I I would consider Dylan here because he, okay. DJ is in your flex spot. Um, so I would definitely consider Dylan against Washington. Um, I do think that the Packers need a get right game after losing two in a row. I I understand they're not as good as last year, but they still have the two time MVP behind center. So okay. And for Tony, there's nothing you do different here. He has MVS starting. He he needs to hit waivers. I would be. I mean, and it's he's trying to pull a solid here and start. You know, two tight ends. Um, well, yeah. Why is, why, would, is, why is he benching Brian Robinson? Yeah, uh, maybe because of projections. Who knows? But I don't see anything else that he can do different. Maybe uh, just. Slot in Clyde instead of Wilson now that McCaffrey is out there. And he'll they already said they're gonna have him in red zone packages, and we already know those are the most valuable touches in fantasy because that is where you could score. So I feel, I feel like uh, this is a fair question to ask you. Brian Robinson or Clyde Edwards Alaire? Ooh. Um see, I, I think I'll still go with Clyde okay. just because he they use him in the red zone quite frequently and we saw a lot of brian robinson last week but what did what did uh john rivero say after the game more antonio gibson that's and that said. is not yeah that is not what we want to hear brother so, Ron rivera you know i think he has ptsd because he was in the military shout out to his efforts but man he be tripping yeah, sometimes at these press conferences after the game he said he wanted to get gibson more involved so that's not reassuring whatsoever um, so I'll take Clyde, who, you know, he's had a couple of down weeks, but we cannot forget this man's start. And I don't think Kansas City will forget about how this man was producing for them. They need to give him the touches. They've kind of had a a downturn in just running back production as a whole. Um, so I do think they'll maybe try to refocus and, and get Clyde involved again. Um yeah. So I would start Clyde there. I, I I can see where you're going with that. Definitely. Um I'm probably I'm probably leaning Robinson a little bit. I do think he's like he's talk about goal line back. He is literally the goal line back there. Like I don't think Gibson is getting those touches. I think he's gonna be the short distance back as well. I think anything that has to do with carrying the football, he's gonna do. And I would just rather have the guy who has more just t consistent touches. I do understand the the touchdown upside, but like I said, I think this might be a tough week 
just for Kansas City to move the ball if Kelsey, because Kelsey's going to be seeing probably what is like the best linebacker in football in Fred Warner. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game, man. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's your boy over there, man. You, you're going up against Jess Jess. I want to state something. Everybody has, like, literally every single matchup this week has the same exact record except for Swift because nobody is 0 6 except for this man. I don't know. I don't know. That's all I had to say, man. I'm four and two. My matchup's four and two. You're five and one, and Jess Jess is five and one. Her only loss, courtesy of your boy. So I'm very proud of doing that. But uh, tell me who you're taking after having Kamara and D Hop play very well for you. Yeah, I mean, you already know what I'm gonna do, man. I'm gonna take myself out here. Now, not to be biased, but I am very confident in my team. Um, you know, I, I think she has uh, she has Cup on by so and Goddard. So I'm very confident she has Connor as well that didn't get to play. And Keenan um is expected to play. I'm but seeing him this week though. But yeah, I don't I you know, I'm not very confident in Keenan. So she's out four starters, maybe yeah. five, you know, and I, all my guys are still playing, man. I'm very confident that I'm going to give her that second loss. And I'm going to take myself in this win. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take you as well. I think for the same reasons you stated, I don't think I should go too much into detail. Um, You have literally just about everybody playing except for Daryl Henderson. And I don't think that hurts anybody. So it is what it is. Um. I don't think I'd do anything differently looking at your team. Um, maybe James Robinson, I would bench him for Curtis Samuel. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Mac Jones for... I'd probably start Mac Jones over Russell Wilson, but I understand. That's probably controversial. I just think Russell Wilson is due he's to pop two? off, and he's my QB too. Yeah. I'm going to keep him there. Until you can afford otherwise. to keep him there because yeah, you got Patrick ex- Mahomes. So exactly. So I mean, the thing with that is he is a little bit nicked up as well. So maybe I might have to start Mac Jones if he doesn't play. Um, but we'll see. I, I just I believe in Russell Wilson. I don't think what's happening is entirely his fault. Um, there just seems to be a disconnect. Uh, as in the team as a whole on the offensive yeah. side because the defense is playing lights out every week. Uh, the offense just seems, man, it's Sutton, Judy, like everybody's it, the running back situation. Everything is down on the offense for that team. And I think Russ it has to take it upon himself. We need to see the Russ that we were seeing the first, I believe, six games last year before he had that injury where he was playing mm-hmm. lights out. And, you know, people think that last year he was bad. He wasn't bad. He was playing through an injury. Yeah, he was bad after he came back and he was playing through that injury. But at the beginning of the year, he was literally going crazy. Yeah. So I think he's maybe not this week, but like you said, I can afford to keep starting him weekly as he is my QB too. And I'm going to keep him in there until, you know, I I have a better option. And I don't think Mac Jones is a better option. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I probably... After further thought, I do think I'm benching Russ this week for Mac Jones. If Mac Jones does play, 
obviously this is a Monday game, so that's that makes it just that much trickier. But um, I don't know if you've seen the Jets' defensive line is literally going beast mode. Quinnen Williams has been the best interior pass rusher in all of football this year. Um, he has yeah, the highest their, their defense sacks, has been good. Highest pressure percentage, and Russell Wilson hates pressure, especially up the middle. And that's exactly where Quentin Williams is going to line up and just fire all those guards and centers out the way so he can get to the QB. Um, but as that said, I'm still taking you, man. I'm not going to lie. I think this is, I think you're going to be six and one. And, you know, hopefully I catch up to you. Going. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough when I keep winning every week. But, you know, my only loss was week one, unfortunately. It's not about how you start, man. A wise man once told me that. Wise man is blurry class exactly we'll get to his exactly game and i had i mean my week one loss was because i got 176 dropped on me Dang. i put up i got one fit i put up 151 which is very good very good but when you have 176 you need to have monster performances and i didn't have that or at least not enough to take it so i'm i'm confident that i'm gonna take week seven uh and, and you know broaden that lead on my on the first place just know, just know I'm coming for you. Don't don't you dare don't you dare let your foot off the gas, man. Cause Which is dare. why I need to keep winning, sir. Yeah. So we got here though, talking about I mean, the uh, one of these players isn't coming for anything. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, Swift. Yeah. Um Swift versus El Carbo. Um he got you know, El Carbo has got CMC. So we'll see how that goes this week. Um, is there anything you would do different, first of all, for El Carbo? He's starting Robert Woods in his flex spot and Hayden Hurst. I mean, Hayden Hurst is chilling, but he's got Waller. If Waller plays, if Waller plays, I would start him in my flex spot just because it is a tight end premium. Um, but that being said, I mean that's this. Yeah, he this is gonna be a this. this is gonna be a running theme with him because um, he made that that huge tr- trade for um, for CMC. Uh, that trade. Speaking of that trade, that, that trade looks a little better now, boy. I tell you, it, it does look better. But I mean, tell you that he doesn't have a lot of depth to be making changes like that. You know, he does have two back, so he has his QB two back. Um, it's tough. I I do think. Uh, I hate to say it, man, but I think. Uh, oh, and seven incoming for Swift, oh, man, bro. I thought I thought you were gonna say he was gonna win, bro. No, oh, bro. Shit, I think dude, I, I, seven to, is I don't know if you saw. I had to get close to the camera right there. I was like, Yeah, yeah. I hate to say it. I want Swift to get his first win, man. But with Cook on by, Stafford on by, it, it's tough, bro. I know he got. I know he got. He's getting Swift back likely this week. But yeah, you have Kenny Pickett starting. He has and Matt Ryan. Some of just the most unfortunate circumstances. I will say I like the trade he made for Matt Ryan this week. Traded 50 fab and got Matt Ryan in a in a super flex. I think that is very good for somebody who yeah. just threw the ball 60 times. Opportunities yeah. are everything. Um, so uh do I think he's gonna win this week? No. Um <laughs> do I think he has a chance? Yeah, I do actually, because I think it, it's really dependent on I think he needs his best players to be elite. I think he needs Swift. I think he needs Aaron Jones. I think he needs C.D. Lamb. And I think he also needs um, Bateman to come back and be what he's wanted Bateman to be. 
which was like he, he you know, wide yeah. receiver two ish. He needs Bateman get to a, come back and cook. Get a home run, uh, yeah. one of these home run bombs, and uh, see if he hits on, on, on these. I do think CD is going to have a big week. Okay. Dak is back. Um, but he has Mooney starting, and like like we previously stated, that New England defense is no joke. He had he had Taysom play. I wish I wish they would have gave Taysom the ball more. The that Saints offense started getting a little ugly when they stopped putting Taysom on the field. So, um, I'm still I'm still sticking with El Carbo. I think we're yeah we're pretty pretty chalked right now. It's kind of yeah uh, you know guys sometimes it's like that. And we got speaking of blurry clapper with a uh, big flex right here. This is a another three and three matchup. Um, who are you taking in this? Ma- I mean, what would you do different first of all for Blurry Cap uh, Clapper, considering Rondale Moore got him a, a whopping four points this week? Yeah, um, very upsetting. Uh, we we've been talking about Rondale Moore for a couple weeks now. We saw a little bit of Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch got into the end zone this this game. Yep. Um, so it's unfortunate what happened. Rondell Moore, I think, was like the first, one of the very first plays from the Cardinals. He got that big pass and then ran after, but he is missing Josh Allen, Miles Sanders, Stephon Diggs. I mean, he is, it's, it's, it's by, by apocalypse is hitting this man and he's going to feel it. I, I think, uh, Blurry is going to take a loss here. I don't, he's just, the depth is shot right now with, with the bye week. So I don't think there's much he can do different. Um, yeah, uh, I think this is going to be a big flex week. And for big flex, um, he has his guys back. Pierce was on by. Um, and just, I think he... Has a, it, 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 I we like talked has about the Falcons, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he has an easier, easier matchups. matchups. Yeah. Um, and, and like I mentioned before, I think the Falcons are going to have to throw. I, I Pitts got, caught a touchdown last week. Um, I don't want to say he's... He's, you know he's gonna be a must start every week because yeah. we already saw most of the most of the season. But Loki, um, it's something I, to build on. I would probably start Fryermuth over Pitts. Um, the Dolphins have been pretty bad against tight ends this year. They've actually given up a lot of touchdowns to tight ends. Off cough, Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, I just not nah, not. Nah, but for real though, like the Dolphins have struggled guarding tight ends for as long as I can remember. To be honest, they've they've kind of always had kind of. Uh, mediocre linebackers to cover them. So I, I don't know. I just, um, I've seen Cincinnati, Logan Wilson, their linebacker is very good against tight ends. So I, I just, I, I think I'm probably leaning Frymouth a little bit. That's what I would do different for Kevin. I think he has his lineup set exactly correctly. Um, he, big flex has two of our booms. Ayuk was also, um, almost my boom of the yeah. week. He was almost on my boom of the week as well, but uh, Debo, who we both think is going to go nuclear this this week, uh, McLaurin, you know, like, I just think he has a lot of, like we said, a Zeke, Damian Pierce is back versus, I just think he, he has a lot of good matchups and um, he, he's going to get a win here. Um, If Dalton Schultz starts, uh, I don't know if you notice, every time I talk about like one of these players and I throw him into the waiver section, a blurry clapper in whatever league they're available, he goes and picks them up. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. He, he's a he's a he's a consistent listener and sniper of the show. Uh, shout out to homie for starting K. Dodden, bro. Um, if you have K. Dodden, 
this week if he's on waivers and you need to stream a tight end, please go grab yourself some Kate Auden. He actually had, you know, the only game that he started with Cameron Braidout, he had 48 routes ran at tight end, which is the most all season. I did not Talk know about that, opportunity. But, but it does not surprise me. I mean, exactly. Talk about opportunity, man. That's the guy. Tom Brady loves slot receivers and loves tight ends. So yeah. um, having someone who can run those routes like that, it's definitely a positive sign. I'm right, I, I think I didn't even notice that this man has Jefferson sitting this week because of bye. And I still think he's going to get this win. Um, I think is- all of his players are in line to have really good week. Thing is, Kevin's team is, you know, starting Pollard, starting Moore, starting Judy. His team is very, when I say very, it's very boomer bust. Yeah. Um, the, the only guys who provide any sort of consistency are all on buys. Allen, Diggs, and even Miles Sanders. So, you know, we'll see how it goes yeah, for him. Miles Sanders is top five in rushing this uh, right, rushing yards, right? right? Kevin... Man, Blur, he traded for Miles Sanders because I told him I was high as fuck on Miles Sanders. This man is... <laughs> I'm going to stop talking to this man, bro. He'd be taking... He's a truther, bro. He, he's a saucy truther. I love it. Yeah, man. But that was behind the scenes, man. That's, that's behind <laughs> the scenes, man. You ain't supposed to do that to me. Um, And going to the... I believe this is the matchup of the week, as a matter of fact, because not only is it between Hunter and Solid, I think it is... They're both two and four. You, you don't want to go down two and five. I think that's one thing you don't want to do in this league. So I think these two teams are fighting for their lives. The projection has them literally neck and neck, 52%. Like, it's a four-point difference. Um, talk to me about Hunter's team this week. Is there any set starts you're doing differently and why? Um, I mean, we already talked about Montgomery. where We're fading him against New England. Uh, AJ Brown is on by. So the only real question for me here... Uh, would be if I want to start, if I want to put Damian Harris in, do I think Damian Harris is going to be able to overtake one of his running backs? And I, I mean, even though Brees Hall, I'm fading this week versus Denver, Damian Harris is coming back from injury. The Chicago defense is pretty good. It's not, it's not no slouch. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, tough. I, I think I would stick with, with Montgomery. I mean, I'm sorry, with um, with Brees Hall mm-hmm. over Damian over Harris and Montgomery. Yeah. So I don't I think he has everyone that should be in slotted in um, as for solid. Uh, well, you tell me, what do you think about Hunter, about Hunter's team? Would you do anything um, differently? Here? I would not do anything different. Also want to note, homie picked up Greg Dosich, man. Yes, he did. <laughs> y'all, y'all coming to the right person for your tight ends. Let me tell you, I've, I smacked on Everett, smacked on on Dulcich. I'm very high on Otten. I don't know. I just I have this thing with tight ends. I don't know what it is. Let's see know. if we hit uh, on Tunyon, right? Oh yeah, Tunyon. Let's 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 see if we smack on Tunyon. Forty eight percent owned. Now he's owned. About time. I don't know. Uh, I do want to say though. Um, I think his team is perfectly set up this week. Uh. I'm not starting Damian Harris, not only because I don't really know, um, not only because, you know, I, I think Brees Hall is better, but I also don't fully know if Damian Harris is going to play and how much he's going to play because it's a Monday night game. So it's it's a risk I don't think he should take because his running backs are pretty decent. So I don't think it's too much of a drop off if Harris does play. 
or too much of a gain of hair. Like, you know, like the risk reward isn't there for me to be like, fuck it, I'm not starting Mostert who's getting 20 touches or Brees Hall who's getting 20 touches. And yeah, Solid's team, um, some of these, you know, Eckler needs to show up for him. Higgins needs to show up for him. Because Higgins has had a, a rough couple weeks. He started my boy Alec Pierce. I think he's finally taking notes. I, I had to talk to him because, I don't know, man. He 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 just be sleeping on, on the... I don't know. He be sleeping on certain players. I think uh, the fact that... The fact that Jalen Hurts is on a bye is really hurting his chances right here. It is. I agree. I don't know if, um, there's, I don't know if there's anything he can do, though, because... I'm definitely starting Jacoby Myers this week. I think he's a must start for me, as a matter of fact. Um I think these both of these teams are this is gonna be this is gonna be a very close game in my opinion. Or at least that's what it's yeah. projected to be. I like the Pittman versus Pierce thing here going on. It just makes me smile uh, yeah. a little bit. Um tough part is I believe he has Oh, never mind. I thought he had I thought he had for some reason I thought he had uh Rogers, but that was Flex. Um, this this Devonte and Car stack might be might be the difference maker in this game. Yeah, I, me personally, I'd be starting Kareem Hunt just like like you said. Our uh, their running backs just have something, and Nick Chubb specifically. But I think uh, it's an individual uh, matchup, and I would start him over Myers, uh, just because Myers the the whole receiving court from New England. I just. I have Jacoby Myers just because I, I like the talent, but I just don't trust it. I have him stashed just in case he does develop some kind of consistency. But Kareem Hunt always has a touch on upside, the receiving floor. Um, so I would slot him in. Uh, he did have kind of a dud game last week. Uh, but, Talk about it. He sold me in one of my leagues. One yeah, but I would start him over Myers. Um, oh, I can't agree with that one. I'd probably consider him over Pierce because Tennessee's been good on defense. But I think I think Myers with um Mac Jones coming back is that's his Well the thing baby. is this is a so you would slot in Myers over Pierce and throw in Hunt? I would I would leave it exactly as is, but I would start I would start Myers over Pierce, so then it would be between Pierce and Hunt. No and man, not, I bought in Pierce train, so I'm not sitting him if okay. he if he doesn't have a better option, I don't think Myers is a better option. Um, I don't think Chicago is. I, I just don't think New England is going to need to throw. <laughs> I think they're going to be up most of the game, and I don't think they're going to need to throw. Just that's that's the only reasoning why. If it was a situation where I felt like they might have more passing opportunity, I would be on the Myers. But um, aside from that, uh, who are you taking? I think. Oof. Uh, I, you tell me because this could go either yeah. way. Well, fuck, you tell I asked me you first. for a reason. We ain't picked this one. No, no, bro. <laughs> you know why I'm asking you to tell? But because I I need some disparity. Right now we're both bought in on the same picks for all four picks, and I need to increase my lead on the pickums. So how about this, man? How about you tell me which way you lean in a little bit? I'm leaning solid right now. All right, perfect. I'm leaning Hunter Bucket. Were you really? Yeah, it really was. Okay, yeah, I'm leaning solid just because I think Eckler is a stud. They're playing Seattle. <laughs> and Brees Hall is my fate of the week. You know, that's yeah. my bust of the week. So, yeah, I I'm picking solid to get to edge this one out. 
It's going to be a close one, though. This is gonna definitely the matchup of the week, like you said. I think the difference is going to be... This might sound crazy. It might be the defenses. Yeah. <laughs> the Giants defense versus Jacksonville. How good are they going to be? And Green Bay versus Washington. We're, pro- um, we're projecting, or I'm projecting the two booms to come against this Green Bay defense. So we'll see if that translates to points. And I even went as far as saying I'd start Brian Robinson over Clyde. So clearly I'm expecting some kind of pizzazz to be going on over there. Um, Again, this isn't by a lot. The reason I'm really, the real reason is I feel very comfortable with Devontae Adams this week and Derek Carr against Houston, as well as Michael Pittman. And I just like his, I like his receiver room. Cooper feels like a tough matchup for the Ravens for some reason. I mean, he he's he's literally elite, and I think Dak coming back is the difference. I think that is literally the difference. Dak is back, and I mean, he didn't have his yeah. name as Dak to the future for no reason. I think he's foreseeing something here. So this is our only disparity this week. Uh oh. Yeah, had to be done, man. Can't can't because yeah. then we're we're gonna end up with the same records, same bro. Record. I got I gotta I gotta mix it up a little bit. So I wanted to at least make at least one different choice. Nah, and I, mean, I do think I'm going to buy an on solid. I think uh, this is just, it's a really interesting matchup because they both, uh, I think solid has the running back um, edge, yep. but then Hunter has the wide receiver edge and we're in a three wide receiver league, but um, I could also see Kittle popping off. You know, you want me to be very honest. I think the biggest X factor that um, solid has is T Higgins. Yeah, T. Higgins has been... Um, He's been kind of bad the last two weeks. Yeah, he, he did have 10 points last week, but it wasn't... It's not... He was an, kind of like, what, a third... Some people, a fourth, fifth round pick, depending on, on the size of your league, but he's not what we were expecting. So some people had him ranked inside the top 10 um, for, you know pre-draft as a top 10 receiver edging out like that bottom 10 um that bottom 10 slot like 9 10 uh they had him ranked around a lot of people had him ranked around where they had Tyreek Hill going and we've seen what Tyreek is doing disrespectful which is so T Higgins um huge receiver great hands great he he's a really good receiver um but we just haven't seen you actually drafted him yeah, 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 but 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 I got my boy for him, which I'm not. You you know I'm on that Godwin Look, train, man, so I I'll had. Be, I don't know if you remember, I was the only one defending you in this deal when it happened. Everybody said yeah, every, you were going even. Uh, <laughs> Kevin literally texted me and was like, "Bro, what the fuck is going on in this league? Like, did he slide him money into the table?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, he "Just got T Higgins for for a guy who's not gonna play for like a couple weeks," and I was yeah. like, "Dude." Chris Godwin is better than T Higgins, like right yeah. now. And yeah, Henderson, so <laughs> Henderson at that point, we didn't know what was going to happen. And you traded when I made that trade. When I made that trade, um, I was buying in on Godwin, as everyone knows. I Godwin was my fantasy value of 2022. I have him in every league, and this was the only league I didn't get him in, and I was very upset about that. So when Solid said that he was willing to trade me him for T Higgins and um he, you know we were trying to I told him I need somebody else because like T Higgins the value at the time was high 
and I said he threw in Daryl Henderson, and I just happened to be the cam makers um holder. holder so it's perfect so so it works out for me because i saw it as getting the handcuff and getting an equivalent or better receiver that's how i saw it um even even swift told me to my face that i got fleeced <laughs> and I, we're not taking fantasy all, advice until i guess i am la- all i do is laugh at all that because i mean you've seen the results mr godwin is back he's in full effect uh, he's only going to get better as the season goes. Um, as the whole Bucks offense, I feel the team in general is going to get better. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, I I think uh, George Kittle uh, would be my X factor for solid. To be honest, uh, George Kittle is known to have those thirty point games, those thirty point blow up games. So I'm not saying that he's going to do that. But I, Kittle, I think he had what twenty points last week. Yeah, um, twenty point three points. Yeah, and he, he had a good week. Yeah, so I think uh, with everything that's going on, the excitement with with McCaffrey and I, I think this team and they're they're gonna need to score, man. They're playing Kansas City, you know. So uh, I know you feel it might be one of the lower scoring games for them in the on the season, but I think. Uh, they're still going to need to put up points and George Kittle is going to have to be involved in the passing game. Oh no. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually, I might, I might just take a San Fran money line and we'll see how that goes for me. Um, I think that's, I think that covers everything. Doesn't it, man? We talked. Yeah, about, it does. We had a nice little lengthy episode. It's about an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. Unless you want to throw another, uh, <laughs> tight end. Oh, dude, really quick. Let's see who talks to me. Fuck it, man. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Who's... Humming, humming, humming. You were talking about him. You were talking about him. Look at Mr. 20. Oh, the district. Top 10 finish. K-Dot start of the week. I said he was the that's, start of the week. That's why I mentioned him, man. I saw the name. I saw him at 20. And I was like, wait, what? I'll take it. I'll take it one step further, man. I'll sprinkle another little piece on there, man. I know y'all see the boy Daniel Bellinger. He's also going to be top 10 this week. I expect 50 yards and a tutty from homie. There you go. I respect it. I'm in on the Kate Auden. Uh, Auden? Auden? How do you, Auden? I don't know. I just, I, I, Auden, yeah, I Kate Auden. Like caught but, uh, yeah, I, I'm in on it because we know Brady loves his slot receivers and, and tight ends. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, so after the loss from last week, man, I don't doubt the GOAT. I think the GOAT is he probably lit fire in the, like, maybe like a literal fire from how heated he was. Up, bro. And I have people telling me, bro, like, I don't know how, if I was that team, I would not let Brady talk to me like that. He talking to me like, he talking to them like that. Those are his sons. And I told him, that's what he earned, bro. He can talk to whoever the Fuck he wants like that because saw, that man you saw Jason the, Kelsey talk oh, about it. The uh, no, what he said. The Eagles offensive, the center from the Eagles, like the All Pro center, yeah. uh, Travis's brother. Yeah. He was like, he was like, he's like, if a quarterback comes to me, he talks to me like that, bro. We gonna fight. I was like, okay. And then Travis Kelsey was like, but it's Tom though. He's like, yeah. He's lucky as Tom though. Like he's like everybody but Tom. <laughs> exactly, bro. It's law. It's exactly, bro. He is the undisputed goat. So. I cannot, I cannot uh, bet against him. No, nah, man, absolutely, 
I know we had somebody just sneak into this call and then leave, but we had somebody eavesdropping on the takes, man. But I think that's, that just about does it, man. We can text him, tell him to come back on the call because the podcast is over. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. The NBA is back, man. Sports are in full effect, man. For all my Heat fans out there, we going to bounce back. Don't you stress. Yeah, man. Don't you stress. Bam sold us yesterday. But don't yeah. you stress. Kyle Lowry sold us yesterday. But keep on stressing because he's going to keep on selling. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, staying you, staying clean, getting dirty, staying Boston. Awesome.